When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is SENZ. It is uh, breakfast with Izzy and Kempi. Although there's no Izzy today, uh, Ricardo in for Izzy. He's uh, well, he's having a Waitangi day off. Kia ora. Good morning. I hope it's going well for you, Aotearoa. Kempi, how are you doing, brother? Morning. Morning, Rick Dog. I'm doing well, brother. I'm doing well on this Waitangi day. It's a lovely day to be alive. And uh, yeah, mate, big weekend so far. Big weekend of sport, big weekend of racing. And uh, looking forward to to chatting everything today for four hours, four hours of sport. Yeah, we've got plenty of sport, mate, plenty of sport coming up. Um, we're going to catch up with a former Scotland international, uh, Brendan Laney, after yep. after 7 o'clock, because uh, the Scots did put one on the Poms, first round of the uh, other Six Nations again. Second second one at Twickenham form too, yeah, like, uh, mate, some, some good tries too. I watched uh, the highlights of that game, and... They've come in the Scottish and really dealt to uh, to, to Steve Borthwick's first first team English team um, at Twickenham, which is a big one for them. Yeah, it's an interesting. It was interesting to see how that was going to go, but I mean the uh, the tries that the Scots scored, especially was it Dwayne Van der Merwe? Van der Merwe, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, he, they called it. Uh, I think the, the the UK press get excited, but it was a great try over over from over halfway. They they said he jonered the English. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, yeah, I read. I read that comment too. It was like Jonah Loma. It was. A, it wasn't like Jonah Loma because there was only one Jonah. Um, but it was a very good try. He's got. He's got the ball back off a, a turnover, and um, like you said, he's gone from sixty, and the defence was average, but his movement was very good. Like he's he. he he got to the inside shoulders a couple of times. He beat about six blokes. So um, you like seeing you like seeing tries like that being yeah, scored. You do, and it was it was less. Uh, you know, Jonah used him as a front door mat, uh, and there was a lot of body swerving there. Right, he was making guys miss. That's right, and he wasn't going over the top of them. He was, you know, he was he was beating them with good footwork and movement. So um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with the English. You know, Eddie Jones would be sitting in his. Uh, in his in his bar in Aussie with a schooner, he just with a, I think with a sly smile on his face. Yeah, he will be. He will be. I tell you what, he won't be happy with mate. I don't know if you've seen this story. There's a young bloke grew up in um, in Australia in Ipswich, um, in Queensland named Manny Mirfo. He is 145 kilos, 2.02 meters. He's playing for Toulouse at the moment. 
Eddie Jones rang him up and said, mate, do you want to come play for Aussie? Just and like he's that. like, and he's like, nah, bro, uh, Aussie rugby did me bad, so uh, I'm playing for France. <laughs> 145 kilo, 2.02 metres. You reckon we might see him at the yeah, World Cup? Yeah, or the NFL. He's yeah. another Jordan Mialata, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. So he's heading he's heading over to the, the NFL after um, Jordan's showing that you can go from the NRL straight to a, to a Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, big man. I was talking to, I was talking to the guy uh, yesterday about Joe Parker. Same mm. sort of thing, you know, like talking, we're talking about heavyweights and boxing. Yeah. And I said, you know, for me, I just don't, see Joseph as a heavyweight when you put him up against the likes of um, Tyson Fury, you know, and just height, size, reach. Joseph sort of doesn't hit those... those yeah, um, but who does? That's the question, well, eh? I mean, yeah. Because he's even well, bigger than Joshua. He's bigger than um, well, uh, Usyk. Usyk, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's bigger than all of them. So that was confirmed on the weekend too. Um, Tyson Fury Usyk was confirmed. I just waiting for a venue. Was that 29th of April? Yeah, that's going to be huge. That is going to be absolutely massive, that, because once you get that done, and I think, like, you know, I know what your thoughts on this are, Kempi, but I'll, I'll give you mine. The way that Usyk beat Joshua was that he was, he's was he got great feet, he's got fast hands. Uh, Joshua tends to be a bit static. He doesn't move that well. Um, and Tyson Fury is the same guy, but bigger. And you know the old adage, a good big man will beat a good small man. So mm. I think Tyson Fury wins that. 100%. I do too. I think... Uh, yeah, you know, they're two different boxers, Joshua and, and Fury. And Fury is a boxer. He's a he's a specialist, you know, and he can move. He can, and you're right with Dusek. He can move, and he, and he just outboxed Joshua mm. as we saw twice. Um, I, I think he's a, up against a different contender with Fury. Yeah, hundred percent. Now, I th- I think if you're Fury, if you're if you're advising Fury, you're going well. You have to take Usyk, right? Because you mm. have to get all the belts. Once you got all the belts, what you got to hope for is that Anthony Joshua goes and beats a couple of people. To make that fight look good again. Yeah. And then that's your money fight, and then you go out on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's not much more for him to do. No, he's you beating know, everyone. It's right. And he's you know, he's sitting there, and he's he's walking the, the talk, you know. He's saying that he's the best in the world, and he's <laughs> some of the some of the way he carries on about Usyk, you know, about the little man and this and that. And I just like him. I think he's a real – the theatre around Tyson Fury is – is uh, second to none. Yeah, so I, I can't. I, I'm picking that the, the fight goes to Saudi Arabia. I'm picking, that would make sense. That, that's where they'll probably go um, to fight it. But what, what I like uh, when I heard on the weekend was that uh, they'd, they'd agreed on a date, and now we can look forward to look forward to that uh, fight actually happening. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Uh, get those uh, get those two together in the ring, and you know I think it just clears up boxing. Mm. You know, and that's the other that's the other reason that I think Parker. You know, people say, oh, you know, he's now lost three fights. It's like I think gone are the days where boxers could not afford to lose more than one mm. because I think everybody's beating everybody. And once Fury beats us, Fury beats Usyk, then probably beats Joshua and then retires, mm. it's all to play for. And everybody in that division is going to have two or three losses. Yeah, and and, heavy, and heavyweight's finally back. You know, like the heavyweight division is finally back where they've got genuine contenders to box. And Joseph Parker's timing's just, you know, he's in he's in this division with so many good boxers going around at the moment. So, look, I, I, I agree with you. I, I just, what we saw last time um, out when he was up against someone that was bigger than him, he struggled a little bit. I think once you step up to that level... Um, he's always going to struggle, Joseph. But you know, you never know. One punch changes, you know, changes lives. You know, he might sneak one in somewhere along the line. There, and we might see Joe 
actually get another title because that's still you know part of his part of his goals as, as he's been saying. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I think you know what we saw from him when he first started working with Andy Lee mm. was he got more mongrel about him. Like you know, you know when I, I remember talking to Duco events years ago when Joe was coming through and they were talking about you know I, he's just Joseph Parker. He needs a nickname. Everybody's got a nickname in boxing. And they were toying with Gentleman Joseph Parker, going old school like they did mm. in the 30s. But they decided just to stick with Joseph Parker. But that sort of summed them up quite well. And, and what you've seen under Andy Lee is they've put a bit more mongrel in him. He said, and, I, and I'm trying to remember, was it him? Oh, David Nika, one of the two, because they were both training together with Andy Lee and Tyson. And they, and they said, you know, the thing is that when those guys get in the ring, they want to hurt the opponent. Mm. Like, we just want to outbox them, but they want to hurt them. Mm. And that is the difference in mentality. Does Joe have the ability to hurt big guys? Yeah, and and that's the question for me. Mm. Like, you know, when he gets in there and, you know, Tyson's in at six foot nine and 125 kilos, you know, can he actually get in there and hurt people? Because as you know, in, that, in those divisions, that's why there's so many divisions, the size makes a hell of a difference. And I think that's where not only does Tyson get Usyk through boxing, but if he does start hitting him, he's going to hurt him. Yeah, exactly. He, I mean, he's got such heavy hands, you yeah. know, and we've seen that. Uh, you know, and it, it's the way that the division's gone. I mean, the thing that I think Tyson Fury did was he rescued the heavyweight division by taking the Klitschko's out, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. But if you look now, you go, who's who's your favourite heavyweight of all time? Well, it's always been Muhammad Ali. Yeah, right. You know, Mah- my, Muhammad my, Ali would have my, to be a weight in today's today's equation. He wouldn't be big enough. No, like you think about that. Yeah. Tyson Fury, Mike Tyson, like yeah. them, them against each other is David and Goliath. You know, mm. so um, you look at Muhammad Ali. You try, you're trying to say, well, who who boxes the best? Who fights the best? You have got so many different. You know, top, Mike Tyson, for instance. And you look at him and Holyfield and how they are today. Like Mike Tyson's, he's sort of. He never got hit that often. No. You know what I mean? Because he was just knocking people out left, right and centre, whereas Holyfield was a scrapper. And you see that, that, them, them, that re, well, his recent, his recent exhibition was, was really sad. You know what I mean? So Yeah, that guy should not be fighting. He should not be fighting no more. No, that's right. And, and you're dead right. The, if you look at it, I'll, I'll tell you what, heavyweight chat, like when sitting with my dad, when my, me and my dad when I was a kid watching, he used to love the heavyweight division. It was Joe Frazier. Um, George Foreman, Muhammad Ali, then you had Marvin Hagler, uh, Thomas Thomas Hearns, Robert Duran. You yeah. know what I mean? You had so many, well. so many um, good fights on New Zealand TV. Yeah, and it was all free to air back in the day. Obviously, we didn't have pay TV. We, well, mate, well, to be Mike honest, Tyson, we had one channel. I rem- <laughs> Let's be honest. I remember, I remember running um, running home to watch Mike Tyson box. Yeah, like when he, you know, you're watching this kid come through and he's. Walks out against Trevor Burbick in his black gear, and, you know, and the talk was, you know, he's going to get fined for wearing the same gear as Trevor Burbick. I was going, Trevor Burbick, he ain't even going to see that fight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to get knocked out, and it was like taking that title. Um, one of one of the great fights I've ever seen. You know, he just went in there and dominated Burbick from from the from the get go. So uh, it's a really cool conversation. Like, who's the best in in your lifetime? I reckon I reckon you couldn't name one. Mm. You could name one because you, you name ten. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like like you said, you know, I remember watching uh, the no mask fight. You know, when Roberto Duran quit against Sugar Ray Leonard because he couldn't hit him, mm. like because Leonard was just so quick. Yeah. Um, but then you know Duran and uh, 
had previously beaten Leonard, and then you know Hearns and Hagler, the, the battles that they, I think they had a trilogy, didn't they? That's you know, and you go back and watch those on YouTube, you just you're going, well, you know, like, unbelievable. We're not even talking about Manny Pacquiao. No, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and he's come back in his last exhibition to tell them up. You know what I mean? Or Floyd Mayweather, for that matter. Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, there's just oh, honestly the bo- the boxing. Um, yeah, it's a it's a great conversation, and it's really it's really hard to settle. It's like me, like I look at Tyson Fury, mm. you know what I mean? That that adage, you know, built like Tarzan, plays like Jane. Yeah, like he doesn't even look like a boxer, mate. No, you know what I mean? You 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 say you don't know boxing at all. You put Anthony Joshua standing up in a ring, and you put Tyson. You don't know you 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 don't even know them, okay? And you look at them, and you go, who wins that fight? Every, I'll tell you, nine times out of ten, people are going to go Anthony Joshua. Because he looks like a looks like a boxer. Because he looks body. like a boxer. Yeah, you know what I mean. But Tyson Fury, he's just one of those guys is out of the box, and um, yeah, I don't. I, I'm looking forward to the fight with Usyk. I think I think Tyson Fury gets him. Um, I know Usyk is a is a dead set specialist boxer and is gonna be there right right till the end. But I just don't think he's got the the size and the patience to beat Tyson, who's a boxer. Mm. Yeah, no, I, th- I 100% agree with you. Uh, Tyson's a real student of the of, of the art too, right? He's grown up in it. His dad was a boxer. Did all the, um, you know, his, his whole family come Tommy from a Fury's boxing Tommy Fury's fight, fighting Jake Paul. Yeah. See that standoff in the ring the, on the weekend? Yeah. Mate, I'll tell you what, they don't like each other. I hope Tommy Fury wins. Yeah. I, and I, think I hope Jake Paul doesn't get to Tommy Fury and pay him off. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, because Jake Fury, uh, Jake Fury, Jake... Um, Paul, if you look at the fights he's had, you know, um, some of those guys, uh, Ben Askren, um, Tyron Woodley, none of those guys are knockout punches. And most of those guys, those ex-MMA fighters, are either old or wrestlers, not not, not, not strikers. No. So, yeah, I want to see him fight a striker and get absolutely done. But I think that's part of why he works is because he's so unlikable. People want to buy those fights just to see him get punched of in the course. face. Of course. Yeah, of course. And he's, he, he's making... Pl- He's making plenty with people that don't like him. Um, but you're dead right. You know, Tommy Fury's a different uh, proposition. You know, can box. So, but the, 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 always the question is, is he going to box? Mm. You know, is this, is this, a, is this a Jake Paul um, another show or is it actually a proper boxing match? Hopefully. We see it's a proper boxing match. That's what we want to see. Uh, This is Breakfast on SCNZ. It is Kempi and Ricardo for Breakfast. As you'll be back with us uh, tomorrow, thanks to the Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Now, time for our can't wait question of the day, Kempi. And I know this one's close to your heart. We finally have a big NRL um, weekend in New Zealand, uh, and, and that we've got the Indigenous All Stars match. Right against the Māori All Stars at Rotorua this weekend, uh, but all of a sudden we are seeing players pulling out with. I'm doing the inverted commas in the year <laughs> injuries. Um, apparently, Big Nelson of Solomon got bitten by one of his dogs. Um, <laughs> there's all sorts going on. Dejan Arsi, Joey Manu, Stafford Tour, Jared Wairua Hargreaves, Nelson of Solomon. Dil, uh, Dallin Watini Zalesniak, Josh Adokar are among some that have already pulled out. So the question I have for you, this is our can't wait question of the day. Are these legitimate that these guys are pulling out? Is it pressure from the clubs to say, we don't want you playing in this game? Or is this the start of the player strike? What do you think, Kempe? 8833 is our text number, the Temper Bedpost text machine. But what do you reckon, Kempe? 
Oh, look, I, I, I don't think that it's legit, legitimate. If that's the question, is it legitimate? The answer is no. Um, it was always going to be... The, see, what people have forgotten, that players have only been back uh, since the Christmas break, a lot of them, because they've been to the World Cup. Mm. You can add Latrell Mitchell and, and Jack White to that. They're not going to be playing. <laughs> no. you know, not after their weekend of scuffling with the police in Canberra. Yeah. Um, people don't know whether they're fighting each other or fighting other people, but... Um, you can add those two because I'll get pulled out by their clubs. They'll be they'll be answering some integrity issues that are over there at the moment. But it's really it's it's, it's really sad, you know. Like you finally get this game to New Zealand, mm. so they go right, you know, um, because of what the Warriors have done over the last three years, we're going to bring a game to New Zealand. We're going to bring the um, All Stars game, which is a great concept. They've got that right, great concept. They can bring it to the bring it to New Zealand, and then they don't go in and sort the CBA out and I don't think it's just because um, players don't want to come here I think that clubs are saying well you're not coming here because there's insurance problems there's CBA issues uh, we're not going to risk you we need you for the start of the season you haven't been training for since after Christmas and you're not ready to mm. go out there and play um, and the sad thing about that is we've got this wonderful game we're not going to have the best players to look at we're mm. not going to have the best indigenous stars yeah. and we already know that we've got you know close to 10 of our first um, choice Māori boys not playing. So now it's becoming a bit of a reserve grade match. Yeah, and you don't want to see that. You know, you want you want this to be a celebration on Rotorua this weekend. It was I was really looking forward to this, mate. And mm. you know, I think it's a real pity for New Zealand rugby league. But keen to hear from you. Double eight double three. That is the temper bedpost text machine. Send us your thoughts. The can't wait question of the day: Are these rugby league injuries legit, or is this the start of the player strike? What do you think? Double eight double three. You're listening to Kempi and Ricardo for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.